and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Walker. Due to popular demand, Tom Pipkin has been removed from the show uh, because he chose an early kickoff, which lost, therefore forfeiting the rest of his podcast. <laughs> I'm only kidding. He's still here. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Pipkin. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, unfortunately, I am still here, but I promise no more early kickoffs on bomb-proof channels. <laughs> We, we did we did seriously think about uh, potentially getting a, a new partner and removing <laughs> Tom, uh, but uh, we decided to keep him on. Uh, so apologies to all of you people on Twitter uh, who have nothing better to do than other than to give us abuse when we choose an early kickoff. Uh, we've learned we've, we've learned our lesson and we won't be doing it again. Um, however, it's a new week and uh, you'll actually be pleased to hear. That in the Premier League, at least, there isn't an early kickoff this week. No. So that, that's wonderful. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, uh, shall we uh, pick up on the Premier League, Tom? Shall we start off with the uh, the top tier? Let's start. We'll start with uh, Palace v Burnley, shall we? Absolutely. You can get Palace at evens. You can get the draw at eleven to five, and Burnley are three to one outsiders. For you, Mr. Walker, how do you see this one going? The first three o'clock of the weekend. I, I I need to share something with you. Go on. I feel naive. Why is this? I really do. Right. So I'm looking at the game before I did any research, and I'm thinking Palace Burnley. It's going to be a very tough game. I dug a bit deeper into Burnley. They've not been very good recently. Mm. They really haven't. They've had some very tough games, granted, but. You know, their last two wins have come against Stoke and Watford, who, let's be honest, have been two of probably the worst teams in the league over the last uh, month or so. Yeah. Uh, they drew away at Brighton. Um, obviously, Glenn Murray missed the penalty in that one. Uh, they could have lost. Uh, lost at home to Tottenham. No disgrace. Tottenham were outstanding. Uh, they did draw away at United, which was a fantastic result, granted. But 0-0 away at Huddersfield... I'd expect them to maybe push on a little bit more there. Uh, lost at home to Liverpool and then uh, got beat away at Man City, even though you know they scored in both games. They haven't actually registered a win in the last six. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to find it hard to back them to win. For me, I've, I think it's probably going to be a draw, but I'm just saying I don't want people to still be caught up in the the Burnley for Champions League kind of form. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And do you know what I got for Christmas? What was that? A fence. And I'm going to use it to sit on throughout numerous <laughs> Premier League games today. <laughs> yeah, there's just just a pre-warning to all the listeners right now. It's a very tough week. A very yeah. tough week. In the Premier League especially. In the Premier League. Yeah. Um, I think the draw is probably the sensible option here, 11-5. to five. As you say, the last win for Burnley came on the 12th of December. Do you think there's a bit of complacency creeping in? Because they're so no. close to that magic 40-point mark already. No, I don't think a team of Stephen Wards and Jack Corks and managed by Sean Dyche is ever going to yeah. get complacent. I, think, I don't think it's that at all. I just think 
you know, I just think they had a tough run of games and also, you know, maybe running out of a bit of inspiration. It's very hard over the Christmas period when you don't have any pace in your team. They're really lacking in pace. When you think about it, maybe Goodmanson is the only one with a, with a bit of pace. So, you know, when you're under pressure for the whole Christmas period and you, you can't really relieve that pressure, it, it's, you know, it's, it really takes it out of you. And I think Burnley yeah. are just a little tired and, yeah, I think it's uh, you know maybe a game too far for him at the moment. Yeah, and we know that Sean Dice likes to keep a, a small, small, tight knit squad. I think they've got about twenty one, twenty two players in the first team squad, which they use compared to other teams who've got kind of twenty five, twenty six. So there are less players to pick from. So players are going to play more. So they're going to get fatigued, especially over Christmas when the games come pretty thick and fast. But um, we focus on the negatives of Burnley kind of here. What about Palace? Because they're going through a bit of an injury crisis at the moment. Yeah, Palace need players, don't they? They do. Hodgson says he, he wants to make six or seven signings this January, which is a, a lot. It is required, uh, especially at the sharp end. Bakary Sacco is, is a handy player. Um, he's very capable of you know scoring goals, but not as an out-and-out striker. And yeah. He's played up front way too much. Scott Dan, injured for the season now. Uh, that's big for them, so they're going to need to get someone in to replace him. But Hodgson has done a great job, hasn't he? Oh, he has. Uh, he's done so much better than I thought he would. And it looked like they're going to probably comfortably stay up now, which is absolutely phenomenal considering how they started the season. But for this game, draw for me, draw for you. So let's move yep. on to Chelsea at home to Leicester. So Chelsea are one to four favourites, as you'd expect. The draw are nine to two, and Leicester are eleven to one. Chelsea big favourites. Uh, surely, I think they're gonna win. They've won eight of their eleven home league matches this season, including the last six in a row. So they're on a good run of form at home in the league. Both of these sides were really disappointing in the FA Cup last weekend. Leicester obviously cost a bomb-proof treble, drawing away at Fleetwood nil-nil. Chelsea drawing nil-nil away at Norwich. Clearly. Neither team is prioritising the FA Cup. Yeah, it's true. Obviously, very disappointing uh, FA Cup results for both teams. Um, Leicester are another team where I'm kind of looking at their form and it, it's not as great as I'd like it to be. Um, obviously, they, again, they you know they played the Manchester teams back-to-back and managed to get two points. Uh, one was in the EFL Cup uh, against Manchester City, uh, but United was in the league and they managed to get a draw from both of those games. Um, they did lose to Watford, which is a bit alarming for me. They lost away at Liverpool, uh, beat Huddersfield and come into this Chelsea game with, with patchy form. And I think it's fair to say that Chelsea are going are gonna to win this one, especially at home. Do you think Leicester will score? You can get Chelsea to win both teams to score at fifteen to eight, which is a bit more enticing than the one to four on offer for Chelsea. Yeah, I think um, as we record it right now, uh, we're doing it on a Tuesday night. Riyad Mahrez is still a Leicester player. There's a lot of speculation. By the time kickoff comes, he could be a uh, could be a Liverpool player. So uh, a lot hinders on that because mm. Leicester are a much better side with Mahrez in it than they are without him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, either way, guys, we comfortably expect Chelsea to win this one. 
So let's move on then to Huddersfield at home to West Ham. Huddersfield 8-5, the draw 2-1 and the Amers 15-8. How do you see this one going, Tom Walker? It's not an easy one to call. Not an easy one to call. And, and um, another away team that haven't been sparkling uh, recently. Uh, David Moyes has registered just one win in his last six at home to a West Brom side that um, are struggling immensely. Nil-nil away at Shrewsbury in the FA Cup in their last game. Uh, but go back a little further and they did draw away at Tottenham uh, at Wembley one also. I think it's very tough. We all know about Huddersfield's home form. And uh, for me, I'd, I'd probably go probably go draw and may even wander into the under 2.5 market. Yeah, I think the under 2.5 market is pretty sensible. Can't see this one being particularly high scoring. And yeah, I'm with you here. I'm back on my fence again. Uh, it, two to one for it, the draw. No one can blame you. No one can blame <laughs> you, mate. It's uh, it's a tough week, and you know, Moisey's West Ham have been very inconsistent, haven't they? So uh, it's not easy betting for them or against them. No, no, you're right. Right. So let's move on to another game, which again is a bloody pig of a game to call. It's Newcastle against Swansea. Newcastle ten to eleven, the draw nine to four, and Swansea the outsiders here ten to three, which is a pretty generous price to be honest. Because if you look at Newcastle's home form, yes, they won in the FA Cup last weekend at home to Luton, but before that, the last time they won a home league game was on the twenty first of October, and since then they've lost five, drawn one, and not scored in five of those games. So their home form is really poor. It is. Um, Newca- Newcastle, again, a, a team in absolutely dire need of some inspiration in the transfer window. Yeah, I feel like the Premier League teams are really yet to get going in the transfer window. And uh, Newcastle really need to get a move on. Uh, the takeover is obviously hindering over them. I personally would leave this game alone. Uh, I wouldn't even go down a column of draw, purely because... I've been relatively impressed with Carver Howe since he's come into yep. Swansea. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, one away at Watford, 2-1. Uh, obviously, they were losing with 10 minutes to go. Uh, they lost at home to Spurs, no disgrace there. And they drew away at Wolves, which whether you, you can say it's a championship team, but they're going to be a Premier League side. Yep. Um, so that's a good result, in my opinion. Um so I'm just not sure you can uh, bet against Swansea at the minute. No, no, you're right. I wouldn't like to. Um, again, as you say, p- picking the result is is a bit of a minefield here. You can get score draw four to one. Both teams to score is evens, but probably best off just avoiding this game altogether because it could go anyway. I think if I, if I really had to bet on something, I'd probably look at under two point five for me. Yeah, uh, it's five to four, so I think that's that's a very, relatively decent price. Yeah, I think uh, you could be right with that one. Newcastle games at home, particularly well, Newcastle games in general have not been particularly high scoring recently. The last three games: one nil against City, nil nil against Brighton, one nil against Stoke, had a one nil against Arsenal. So yeah, they the Newcastle games do not usually come with many goals, so that could be a sensible route to go down. Um, 
Let's move on then to Watford against Southampton. Watford are seven to five. The draw twenty three to ten, and Southampton nineteen to ten. Two teams with a, which are pretty badly out of form. I'm gonna hang my hat on the side of Watford for this one at seven to five. Um, mainly based on how bad Southampton are, to be honest. They really need the win. If they lose this game, there's a big chance they could end up in the relegation zone. Um, they're currently 17th, level on points with Stoke in 18th, and just four points off bottom of the league. They've won one game away from home all season, which just isn't good enough. It's not. And, uh, you know, again, I feel naive. I really didn't realise how bad... Southampton have been this season. Um, they've won four games. It's the joint second least. Um, so only Swansea with four equally. Uh, Swansea with four equal Southampton's uh, tally. And it's just West Brom that have won less games. Um, so Southampton really, really struggling. And... Um, it's hard to it's hard to bet for them, isn't it? They got a very they got a good FA Cup victory away at Fulham, which you know is something I was quite surprised by. Yeah, um, that's fair. But you know, back to back to the league form, it's they're unbackable. They really are. Yeah, I think if they lose this game as well, I could really see Pellegrino getting the sack. I think if you're going to change your manager, now is probably the time to do it during the transfer window. So the new man coming in has got a bit of time to bring in people of his own. Um, they've lost Van Dijk, obviously, to Liverpool, their best player. So they've got money. They just need to invest it back in the squad. Probably need a striker who's going to consistently score more goals. They need more width, more better wide players. Redmond is is all right, bit inconsistent. Bufal, I'm not sold on whatsoever. Tadic is not the player he was a couple of seasons ago anymore, it doesn't seem. And... Theo Walcott, who they're rumoured to be getting, is not the answer. No, he isn't. Still waiting for Walcott to uh, fulfil his potential. Um, Fifteen years on after making it, uh, <laughs> making that burst onto the scene as a Southampton young boy. Yeah, there's, there's, it's that move. If it does happen, is pure nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no football in, uh, you know. There's nothing attached to that in terms of talent. It's it's purely down to uh, nostalgia. Southampton just really, I think the tactics as well. They they're just really lacking in any kind of any enthusiasm. They're very boring, aren't they? They are, which is a shame for Southampton because a few seasons ago they were so exciting to watch. Yeah, they were um, under all of their managers, all of them. They've lost players. We all know that and managers, but. Maybe this is the year it finally catches up with them. Um, I don't think they'll go down. I think, you know, there's an old saying, you're never too good to go down, but I'd be very surprised if this Southampton team slipped yeah. into the championship. I really would. Yeah, me too. I'm sure they're going to strengthen this window, especially with uh, the Van Dyke money as well. So, in terms of this game, I've said Watford. What would you, you know, lean towards? Uh, I, would, I would go for Watford, but I am... Very loosely tipping that. Very loosely. Okay, then let's move on then to 
the final three o'clock game for Saturday. That's West Brom against Brighton. West Brom twenty-one to twenty. The draw twenty-one to ten, and Brighton three to one. For me, I think the Baggies are going to get their first league win since the nineteenth of August. Nineteenth of August. That is pathetic. It's absolutely woeful. Um, <laughs> I actually disagree. Oh. I actually think Brighton are going to. Okay. Uh, are going to actually win. I'm going to go for Brighton on the nose. Wow. wow. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Pardew has come in. Uh, there are question marks over his appointment, yep. number one. So the, you need to hit the ground running. Unfortunately, fans expect a managerial bounce now because that's what people have come to expect. Whether it's right or wrong, people expect new manager comes in, pick up in form. Yeah. You have to do that, especially when the fans are not really happy with your appointment. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, they've gone backwards. Uh, they look even less like scoring. Uh, they look, they look awful at the minute, and they're looking, they're looking very likely to go down. Um, and Brighton, in their last few results, have actually quite impressed me. Um, so they drew at home to Burnley. Obviously, Glenn Murray missing the penalty. Could have got that win. Uh, they followed that up with a 1-0 win at home to Watford. Uh, they lost 2-0 away at Chelsea. No disgrace. 0-0 away at Newcastle. 2-2 at home to Bournemouth. Beat Palace 2-1 at home in the FA Cup. I think there's just a bit more of a danger and a bit more of a bit more likelihood of scoring a goal uh, for Brighton. I think this will be very low scoring and the... Uh, the under two point five market is four to eleven, which will obviously Jeez, re- reflect that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Brighton for me, maybe one nil. Mm, I think West Brom are tight in the odds, twenty one to twenty for a team that is right down there, not won since since August is very very tight. But I I think they'll win because they got their first win last weekend against Exeter in the FA Cup. Yes, it's only Exeter, and they're they're in League Two. Pardew did exactly the right thing in that game by fielding one of his strongest squads that he possibly could because they've won a game. They've not had that winning feeling for so long now to win that game pretty comfortably. They could have won by four or five in the end. I think it's going to give them that bounce. They're going to want to win again and it's going to be invaluable. They've got to win eventually. Do you think the baggies are going to be uh, bouncing? Do you think they're going to be boing in again? I think they're going to boing up for this weekend, then they'll probably boing back down again <laughs> next weekend. But um... yeah, they're um, <laughs> no, I, I I hear what you're saying. I think you put forward a good argument, but I'm I'm going to stick with Brighton. I, I think Brighton they're three to one, um, and I think it's worth a worth an outsider double or treble. I think uh, they'll they'll get the win. Fair enough, mate. We don't often disagree, do we? No, we don't. So it's refreshing. Yeah, it is. So we'll see who uh, comes up trumps on the day. But do you know the last time these two sides played each other? I, I do not, Tom. It was in the old Division 2 in 1993. Really? Yeah, wow. a long time ago. Wow, yeah, you're saying that again. Uh, right, let's move on then to the final game of Saturday. It's the 5.30 kickoff. It's Tottenham at home to Everton. Spurs, as you'd expect... One to four favourites for this one. The draw five to one, and Everton nine to one. And guess what, Tommy? I shall be present at Wembley this weekend. No way. Yeah, I'll be there. 
hopefully that... Everton do not stink the place out. But uh, <laughs> that's what I can see happening. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, I honestly, I'm pretty sure you you'll be the same. Uh, can't expect anything other than a than a Tottenham win. Yeah, well, that that's what you know we're going hoping for. But uh, I can see Everton doing what so many other teams seem to do at Wembley this season. It's just sit men behind the ball, be tough to break down. Spurs will spend the vast majority of the game camped in the Everton half, probing away, and they might win. Maybe one or two nil, I think. Yeah, I think uh, one thing I would say is, uh, you know, Everton, they're they're not blessed with pace. I think Wembley's a giant pitch. Um, And I think the best way to get at Spurs is, like you said, you're spot on, deep defending, hit them on the break. Um, But with kind of, with Calvert-Lewin, Adamola Luckman doesn't really get in. Adamona Luckman doesn't get a look in. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I just fear that uh, Everton may rely on set pieces um, for a goal as opposed to to counter attack, just because they're lacking that pace, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I'm sure Sigurdsson probably love to get a goal as well against his former club, but you can get Spurs to win to nil here at 17 to 20, which is. Probably the route I would go down if I was going to bet on this game. Yeah, and you've uh, obviously you've got Senk Tossen as well. Obviously, we're expecting him to make his debut. Uh, mm. Profit chasers, I have no idea. This this guy could be an absolute speed demon. It could go against everything I've just said. But <laughs> I don't have, I don't have a clue about him, so I'm not going to uh, pretend that I do. <laughs> no, well, I don't think he'll see much of the ball if he plays this weekend, but um, we'll see what he's like anyway. It's an interesting signing, but yeah, we'll see. Anyway, let's move on to Sunday then. So we've got two games on Sunday. The first one, one thirty, Bournemouth versus Arsenal. Bournemouth are nine to two, the draw three to one, and Arsenal four to seven favourites. Let's just laugh at the Gunners for a minute, shall we? After our club knocked them out of the FA Cup last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, let's give him a, a, a moment's silence. There we go. Bit of, <laughs> All right, a bit of respect. Uh, yeah, fantastic victory for Forrest in the Cup. Um, we'll talk about that later on in the show from a Forrest perspective. Um, Arsenal, obviously, catastrophic performance. Yeah. Um, at the time of recording, like I said, Tuesday night, uh, tomorrow night they are um, against Chelsea. So it's very interesting. He rested a lot of players against Forest. Um, has come under a lot of stick. Um, obviously got beat. I wonder what kind of team he's going to play Chelsea with Bournemouth on Sunday. I wonder what his priority is going to be and who he's going to play where. It's tough for him as well because he's got they've got actually got quite a few injuries at the moment. Giroud's out. Kalasanak's out, Ramsey's out, Koscielny's out, possibly Xhaka out as well. So they're pretty depleted as well for this Chelsea game and for the Bournemouth game at the weekend. So it's a, it's a huge opportunity for Bournemouth either way this yeah, weekend. To get I, I don't see I don't see how anyone can uh, anyone can back Arsenal, especially at four to seven with the you know the fallout of the holders going out so badly. In the yeah. FA Cup, um, you know, if they get beat by Chelsea heavily, 
that's going to be uh, even more pressure. I think Bournemouth could capitalise. And to be honest, if I was going to bet on this game, I would go down to both teams to score market, 8 to 15 uh, for both teams to score. And I think that's that's what I would go for as opposed to a result. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's not, not, not the best odds in the world, but you can also get Bournemouth double chance 13 to 10 if you did fancy the upset to take place or or the or even the draw. So that's not completely out of the question, particularly the draw, I don't think. Arsene Wenger will still be serving his touchline ban, let's not forget. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Steve Bald and, and, uh, and company in charge of the team and they did such a wonderful job, didn't they, uh, uh, Forrest, on there? On Sunday. Hey. <laughs> oh yes, they did. <laughs> anyway, the final game on Sunday is sure to be an absolute cracker. It's Liverpool against Manchester City. Liverpool two to one. The draw eleven to four. Man City twenty three to twenty. What a game this should be. Tell me which way you think it's going to go, Tom. You know why? It's going. It's going to be a wonderful game, but uh, City are going to win. Yeah, I think. 23 to 20 is a very good price, uh, considering they're still unbeaten. Remember, Liverpool are going to play. They're going to play Lovren or Clavin. Clavin's been relatively decent, to be fair to him, um, but still probably not got the pedigree to keep out Man City. Uh, Robertson is suspect at the back. Milner could play at the back, which you would get torn apart by pace. I just see holes at the back for Liverpool. I see them scoring, obviously, but I think Manchester City at twenty-three to twenty is is a good price. Yep, I think whichever result you choose for this, it be it draw, Man City win, Liverpool win. I think, oh well, I'm pretty confident that you can have both teams to score to that to boost your odds. On its own, both teams to score is an absolutely useless price. It's four to eleven, so nearly oh. one, one to three, which is terrible. City win both teams to score is twelve to five, and I think that for me is what I'd be going for for this game. Yeah, I mean, you said at the uh, top of the top of the the game, it's uh, going to be a cracker and certainly something to keep an eye out for. Um, whilst we're on the subject of Liverpool, uh, thoughts on Coutinho? Uh, good deal all round, I think. To be honest. The price that Barcelona gave Liverpool, 146 million, is brilliant. I think for that kind of money, I'd want to be getting, you know, your Neymars, your, you know, Messi's, Ronaldo's, the real top top level player, and I don't think he's there. But I guess it kind of depends how they use the money that they've got. When they got the Suarez money in from Barcelona, they didn't really spend it too well. I think now they've made positive steps in spending the money on Van Dijk to plug a, a gap at centre-back. Now they need to continue to strengthen the defence and also get in a new keeper. And I think it will make them overall a much better team because they've got the forward players there to be able to accommodate losing Coutinho. Yeah, they have. And uh, like I said, when we were talking about Leicester, uh, there's rumours that they're going to go in for Mares. So that that wouldn't be too shabby now, would it? No, um, not at all. I think they signed him for something like nine million, sold him for one hundred and thirty-eight. It's it's um, from a business perspective, it, it's not bad, is it? Not at all. Um, no. 
And yeah, I agree with you. Horrifically overpriced, but then again, I feel like I don't know the market anymore. So maybe, yeah. maybe we'll look back in a year and say as a bargain. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, you know Liverpool will be better off, um, not without him because you want him in your team. But you know, if they can use that money to to you know get a a proper recognised left back, a proper recognised uh, goalkeeper, etc. It's uh, yeah. yeah, for me, I think uh, they'll be they'll be in a good position, and I think they'll be all right without him. Yeah, me too. Um, obviously, they've got Salah, who's on fire. Firmino up front, uh, Mane on the other side, and then they can they can rotate the other the other cent kind of number ten position in centre attacking mid between Lallana's back now. He can play there if you need the Ox to play there. He could play there. Uh, another thing for Liverpool, which is going to be a blow, I think, is losing Emre Chan. If he's going to go to Juventus or at the end of the season for free, um, as it seems as though he might. But obviously, they're going to have Cater coming in at the end of the season to to kind of counterbalance that. But I, th- I think Cater is a uh, much better player than Chan. Chan's definitely worth keeping, and you know he's he's not a poor player, but. Um... Yeah, I think the with the replacement coming of Cater, I think they'll be in a, a strong position uh, come the summer. Yeah, back to the game then. Anyway, I think ultimately Liverpool's cavalier fighting fire with fire approach will leave them too exposed. They'll be picked off on the counter by City, who will have too much for them at speed with Sane, Sterling, De Bruyne, etc. Blah blah, and they're gonna win this game and continue their unbeaten record. For sure. Right. Let's move on to the final game of the Premier League this weekend then. That's Manchester United at home to Stoke. Managerless Stoke at time of recording anyway. Uh, this is on Monday. Man United are 1-5. The draw 5-1 to one and Stoke big, big price 14-1. to one. Surely you'd think a routine, for, routine win for Manchester United? Yeah, it will be. I know there's a seed of doubt. I know United have not been great, but um, United will win this game. Uh, these are the kind of games that Mourinho will will win. Um, and yeah, Stoke, don't know where they're going to go from here. Uh, Bilic, I saw last time I checked, was favourite. Wouldn't be a bad appointment. A uh, little sideways, I think, but uh, I suppose anything is better than the position they're in right now. So I don't know about your thoughts. I think they've got enough in their squad to, to be safe this season, but they just need a change. I think it, it, it happens, doesn't it, every so often. When a manager's been at a club for a number of years, like Mark Hughes has been at Stoke for about four seasons now, finished, what is it, like ninth for three seasons in a row? Yeah. And I think things just get a bit stale. Things just need freshening up and, and changing. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that, no. especially when you're, especially when you're a chasing team. So Stoke, you know, before this season, no one would have thought they were going to go down, and no one thinks they're going to go in the Champions League. So there's no point plodding along for six seasons in the same same rut. You may as well, you know, give the guy two, three years, see what's going on. If it's not working, try a new direction and. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, me neither. Uh, first one, though, comfortable Man United win. Um, the only kind of 
caveat you'd put on that is if Stoke get the new manager in time for Monday, then perhaps there'll be some kind of fight from them because of the new manager bounce. But yeah, maybe. We'll maybe. see. That's that's just Man United. Otherwise, that's the only caveat you'd put on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Right, let's roll on then to the second tier of English football. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm going to start us off and I'm going to uh, go towards the only early kickoff in the whole of England, really. Um, we're not going to bet on it, but if you would like to bet on it, I recommend you do. Um, you've got Cardiff at home to Sunderland. Cardiff is. You know, they've, they've really kind of uh, fell off a little bit. They haven't actually won in the last five. The last win uh, came at home to Hull on the 16th of uh, December. Uh, previously before that, however, they lost uh, just once in their, in their six games before that. Um, so definitely form has been there. They've just lost their way a little bit and... We've mentioned before about how bad Sunderland have been um, and how poor the team is that Coleman has inherited. And uh, I think Cardiff will get back on track. You can get them at three to four. Mm, yeah. I just don't trust them at the moment. I won't back them, to be honest, at, at under-evens. I just I think they had the, the worst Christmas period ever. This is easily Warnock's worst run as Cardiff manager. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they turn it round. The nil-nil at home to League Two Mansfield in the FA Cup is not a great result. But if you're going to pick your teams to play in the Championship, Sunderland at home will be one of the teams you'd choose to play. So, yeah, mm, I wouldn't bet on it either way, but I can see why you're tipping Cardiff to people. Yeah, But we're not betting on an early kickoff. No. <laughs> We're um, not betting on it, but I just thought that's something that I like the look of, let's put it that way. I want to get your opinion on the Friday night game in the Championship, and that's the Sheffield Derby. So, what a weekend for Sheffield Wednesday's new manager. Can you tell me who he is? No, not a clue. Joss Luhukai. I don't know if I've pronounced that right at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, great moustache. Known as the Bundesliga promotion specialist, he's having his first game in control in the Sheffield Derby. What an introduction to English football he's going to have. But it's two sides who are woefully out of form. United, just one win in their last nine league games. Wednesday, just one win in their last ten league games. Is it possible to call this one? Um, yeah. Yeah. I... I would go for Sheffield United, purely because I feel like I know what I'm going to get from them a little bit more. Um, you are right, they have struggled. Um, but, you know, their last two results, uh, they drew away at Derby, which is a great result. Derby were on fire at the time. And they beat Ipswich away in the FA Cup. So there's signs that they're coming back. Um, with a win, they can leapfrog Leeds and go into the playoffs. Um, and I just don't know what to expect from from Sheffield Wednesday. So if I, I think I, I would go for United. Yeah, 
I won't be able to call it. I'll probably go for the draw. Down the middle, draw 12-5. to five. Uh, Something that does seem to be a given in Sheffield derbies at Bramall Lane is both teams to score. The last four have all been pretty good for a goal. 2-2, 3-2, 2-1 and 2-2. So you'd expect goals in that one as well. Cracking. Cracking goals then. Plenty of them. Will be a great watch nonetheless. Right, I'm going to turn our attentions to the league leaders, Wolves. They're away at Barnsley this weekend, and uh, they're 7-10 to to get the win. Now, Tom Walker succeeded in upsetting what seemed like every single Wolves fan on Twitter in midweek. Poking <laughs> um, the bee's nest, did you call it? Yeah. I, uh, I raise the issue. I mean, there's actual concrete reports that Wolves bid 34 million for Portuguese international and AC Milan striker Adrian Silva. So I asked the question about financial fair play and I didn't realise that, you know, obviously the University of Wolverhampton must do a financial fair play course and every <laughs> single person must have taken it. Holy, you Wolves fans. Wow, you certainly put me in my place. I couldn't believe the response. All the figures were coming out, weren't they? Down oh to the, the last yeah, million. I feel like maybe Wolves, you know, it's, everyone knows they've splashed cash, so uh, they're probably used to people questioning, you know, how they're going to make this work. But, uh, yeah, it's, it sounds like they're just basically gambling. Yeah, So pretty much. They're yes. spending all this money and then they're pretty much assuming they're going to get promoted. Yeah. Which is ballsy, but it's, it's looking like a pretty safe bet, isn't it? Yeah, it is now. It is now, definitely. But 7-10, um, not a bad price. They're up against the Barnsley side, who have only won one game in their last 11. So they're in no sort of form whatsoever. So I don't think they're too bad odds, really. No. And uh, just a word on, on Wolves, I think... You know, if, if they can get promoted, it's, it's going to be exciting. Like, it, it will it will be crazy. But if they're spending £30 million in a championship, basically almost promising that the, the player will be Premier League next yeah. year, imagine what they'll be able to do when they are Premier League. Jesus, with the TV money and all that as well. TV money, agents in in high places. It's a disgusting way of conducting your football club. But, my God, it's working. It is working. Now, what I can see happening is uh, Wolves will probably snap up the entire Portuguese team that's playing at the World Cup. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Ronaldo at Molyneux. Pretty much. You, you, heard, you heard it here first. <laughs> um... Yeah, Wolves, as you said, 7-10. You think that's pretty much a safe winner. Um, for me, I don't have any more that I'd like to tip in the championship. I don't know about yourself. Um, not Forest? Don't fancy our Reds? 9-5? to I, five. I would like to... Massive price, do you not think? Yeah, for a reason. I'd like to talk about Forest. Um, obviously... I'm assuming everyone has, you know, either seen the highlights or 
or watch the actual game. Um, fantastic performance. Although there were, you know, weakened, it was a weakened team by Arsenal. There was, you know, five, four or five full internationals yep. in that team. Um, nothing should be taken away from Forrest. They'd have beaten any championship team with that performance. Um, since then, um, it's been a great few days. So Forrest have announced Ita Karanka as manager. Um, and his first game, like Tom said, um, is a late kickoff. Um, it's a 5.30 kickoff. It's uh, live on Sky and it's home to Aston Villa. Tom, what do you think to the Karanka appointment? Um, and what do you think to the potential for him maybe getting a win in his first game? I think the appointment to start us off is great. Really happy with that. I think he's got a lot of championship pedigrees. He did a great job at Borough. Took over them when I think they were down in 18th, 19th in the championship. Um, turned them into playoff contenders the next season. They suffered the disappointment of losing the playoffs, but then they went one further and got automatic the season after that. Obviously, the Premier League didn't go too well for them, but they had one of the best defensive records in the league. Um, offensively, they struggled to score at the sharp end, and that's their, that was their downfall ultimately. But I think he's a guy who is keen to learn. He'll have learnt from his experiences at Borough. He'll play a good style of football. Won't quite be the cavalier approach that we've seen under Mark Warburton this season, but it will tighten us up at the back, which is what we need, I think. And uh, I think it's, it's as long as we stick with him and give him time and don't get on his back if things don't start well, I think he'll be a really good appointment for Forrest. I think he'll be a great appointment. Um, I certainly think that you're right. He'll tighten us up. Uh, the Warburton style of play was was great when it was good, but very frustrating when it were, when it wasn't good. Um, kind of that reluctancy, kind of the Pep Guardiola's stubbornness, just not yeah. on the same kind no. of quality <laughs> level. Uh, you know, like not wanting to change your philosophies and things like that. Um, I think Karanka's a fantastic appointment, but I think we could appoint Mister Bean. It doesn't matter. Like the owners <laughs> clearly. Um, have set their stall out and said we're not going to be patient so I mean if Karanka's not got us around the playoff spot uh, next year I think you can kiss him goodbye and it'll be on to the next one um, for Forrest uh, home to Villa new manager big win at the weekend all of a sudden the mood has turned around at Forrest um, I think you will get a score draw for me, I don't think you can bet against this Villa team. No, they were so poor. They made changes at the weekend against Peterborough, but they were so, so poor, losing. Yeah, a bit of a collapse. Yeah, bit real of a collapse. collapse. Not really what you're looking for. Uh, the thing with Villa, it seems to be a problem for a couple of seasons now. They have problems scoring goals. They never seem to have enough players that are fit and on form up front. Codge is obviously out for a number of months now, as he was last season. Scott Hogan yeah. is always injured and then he's recently come back but he's struggled to hit the kind of form he, he showed at Brentford. They've relied on Keenan Davis a lot who's a young guy, potential yes, but he's only scored two goals this season and Albert Adoma from out wide has been the main source of goals. So going yeah, forward... It's, it, you know, I, you're, you're spot on. Keenan Davis, 
I don't want to go, you know, I don't want to be harsh. Like he's, like you said, he's a young guy. He's, he's applying his trade and he shouldn't really have this, this pressure. But when you look at Villa, all the money they've spent, and they've got Andre Green, who obviously looks relatively promising. Keenan Davis, uh, Hepburn Murphy. Um, and then obviously they've got the two big guns out injured. I, I just, just expect a bit more at the sharp end. Yeah, I feel like they've. I feel like they've. Yeah, you're right. They just just don't have it, do they? No, they don't. They just don't like they tried the McCormack thing. Like there's just it just hasn't worked out, and they need a goal scorer because the potential's there. They're nearly there. Yeah, they're fit. Let's not forget they're fifth. Um, they're nearly there, um, but just a striker off. Yeah, I think uh, you're right there, um, and they've. Got a few players out injured as well, other than what we said. So they are a little bit depleted as well, um, which could help Forrest. But I'm going to be a bit patriotic. This might be a heart over head decision, but I'm going for Forrest to get the win at 9-5. to five. And you're an idiot. <laughs> Moving on to <laughs> League One then, Tom. Uh, kick us off with your best highlights from League One. Right. I've got one. Which I think, which I'm pretty confident is going to win, and that's Bradford at home to Northampton. Bradford are four to seven, so they're not the best price in the world, but um, they should beat a Northampton side who are really struggling under Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank in 22nd in the league. So they're um, they're two points away from from getting out of the relegation zone. I think Bradford are going to have too much for them. They're in fifth uh, on 48 points. They're six points behind Shrewsbury in that second automatic promotion spot. A comfortable win. To nil, probably, for Bradford. Yeah, yeah, to nil, for sure. Um, I think Bradford is definitely a solid pick there. Um, Bradford, they kind of, uh, you know, they're, they're still in fifth, even though it feels like they haven't had the best season so far no there's right. still one point off Blackburn who we hold in you know a high regard yeah um so you know not to be messed with for sure um and I think that's that's a very good pick um I'm going to go for a team who is in the playoff picture um that is Rotherham now Rotherham at the start of the season we would never have even looked at them uh, away from home, no, we no. knew they were great at a New York stadium, uh, but away from home they were they were diabolical. Um, but they're away at Oldham. Uh, Rotherham have picked up away from home. Uh, they've actually won their last three away games away at Blackpool, Bury, and Warsaw. Not the best opponents, granted, uh, but neither Oldham are hardly the best uh, team in the league uh, since Richie Wellens has come in and. You know, they went on that fantastic run. Uh, they've actually now gone six games without a win. Um, they've suffered some heavy defeats as well. Uh, 4-1 away at Plymouth, for example. At 6-5. to five, And I think that is a very tasty price. Yep, I can definitely see that one happening. You're spot on with what you say. Um, I've got one more, which I think is... a. Uh... Actually, a really, really good bit of value. And that's at the Keepmote Stadium. So we've got Doncaster, who are playing Plymouth. So 
Doncaster are four to seven favourites for this one, which is extremely, extremely tight. Plymouth, on the other hand, are five to one outsiders. And these are two teams who Doncaster are in 11th on 34 points, Plymouth are in 12th on 34 points. Plymouth, they've had just two defeats in their last 16 league games. So I think double chance for Plymouth, considering they're five to one on the nose, double chance at five to four is uh, is a good bet for this weekend. Wow. Just two defeats? Just two defeats in 16 league games. Holy, and to say they started the season off so Abysmally. badly. Yeah. Like, me me and you were very surprised. I remember we we had them, uh, you know, predicted for around the mid-table spot. But uh, one, one win in their first 17 games in all competitions had them struggling um, <laughs> quite a bit, <laughs> has to be said. Uh, but yeah, they've really turned it around, and I think that's a that's a very good, uh, very good little price there. Doncaster are no mugs. Uh, I think they're they're relatively decent, but uh, yeah, I can't see Plymouth getting beat. So I've got one more here, um, and that's Gillingham at home to hapless Rochdale. Gillingham are thirteen to eight for this game. They've really picked up recently, Gillingham. They were pretty poor at the start of the season, all the way through into kind of October. Recently, the last couple of months, they've picked up quite a lot. They're in 16th now, 31 points, and sitting four points ahead of AFC Wimbledon, who occupy the final relegation spot. They're playing Rochdale this weekend, who are in 23rd on 22 points. And Rochdale are without an away league win all season, which is dreadful. Gillingham are pretty steady at home, to be honest. They've not lost uh, a league game at the Priest Fields since they lost to Northampton on the 21st of October. So there's, they've gone quite a few games in between then without defeat, and I think they'll comfortably avoid defeat again against lowly Rochdale. Yeah, uh, Rochdale, really not. Not their season this year. I can see that for sure. Um, okay, ready for League Two? I am ready for League Two. Do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. I'm going to kick us off, uh, put my captain obvious hat on um, and get it out of the way. Um, it's Luton Town. So, Luton Town, they are going to win the league. As much as I admire Notts County and being a Nottingham lad, uh, I would love them to win the league. Uh, Luton will. They're yeah. they're definitely a better side. Um, they're away at Chesterfield in twenty third. Uh, I'm not going to dwell on this for too long. Luton eleven to twenty, very short price, but they will win. Yep, I can definitely see that one happening. Um, just like to get your thoughts on Notts County as well. They play Lincoln away this weekend, which is a really tough game. Lincoln currently occupying uh, sixth in the league they're just one point behind Coventry who are in third in that final automatic promotion spot do you think County can win away at Lincoln or can you see Lincoln really continuing their great run of form that they've been on especially at home um I think Notts County uh, they rise to the big occasions so you know they were away at um Luton 
over the Christmas period, well, 9th of December. Um, that was obviously a giant test. Um, they went away, drew one all, and by all accounts, you know, they were not played off the park or anything like that. Um, I think Knotts will go there, and I think they'll get their point. I think 12-5, to 5, a draw for me. A little stat about Notts County as well. They haven't actually won back-to-back league games since September. Wow, really? surprising considering they're on 50 points and about six clear of... The yeah, and, uh, yeah, one to two to get promoted. Yeah. Wow, that, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. So I'm assuming by saying that, they won their last league game. They did. They beat Port Vale in their last league game, so... So you're you're predicting a, a slight downfall, are you? I'm pre- I reckon Lincoln are going to win this one. To be honest, thirteen to ten. Uh, I'd I'd like County to win, but I do think Lincoln are going to continue their great recent home record. Um, they've won five games in a row at home, pretty comfortably scoring at least two on each occasion. So and you, uh, even though Notts County went to Brentford and won. Doesn't yeah. scare you? Yeah, no, it doesn't scare me. These two play each other as well in the Football League trophy. Uh, exactly the same game, Lincoln at home to Notts County, and Lincoln won 2-1 in that as well. I know the Football League trophy is probably not the best indicator of, of how it's going to go at the weekend because League 2 obviously means a lot more, but um, there is form there on Lincoln's side. Sure. Any more for you? Yes, uh, for me. I'm going to tip a team that, to my knowledge, I don't remember ever tipping, ever. These are the new Colchester. Okay. This is this is a real forgotten team. This might be a team that I've got down as well, so it'll be interesting to... It'll be interesting. I'm going for Crawley yeah, Town. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, Crawley Town. Harry Kewell's um, boys. I forgot they were even a football club. Um, very rarely feature on the podcast. Um, they're at home to Barnet. Now, Barnet have the unenviable position of being bottom of the football league. Uh, they're three points off Forest Green, who are occupying the uh, final safety position. Um, although they do have a game in hand on 23rd Chesterfield. Uh, they're away at Crawley. Crawley are in the mix to go down. There's no hiding from that. Uh, they are 17th, but they are a whole 10 points better than Forest Green. Um, so you, know, you would imagine that would be enough to get them uh, through to the end. Uh, they're priced at 13 to 10. Um, so it's a it's an attractive price, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and they're at home to a Barnet team that has won just one game in their last seven. Um and like I said, bottom of the football league, so arguably the worst team on the podcast. Yeah, well, I'll agree with that one, mate. I had that one written down, although I did have Crawley at home to Barney. 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 <laughs> Barney Barnet. <laughs> Slight typo there, um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I know what I meant. I agree. Thir- I think, uh, 13 to 10, I think, is... Yeah. Uh, is a good price. Yeah, nice price for a team that's won four out of the last six. Uh, Barnet, on the other hand, lost five out of the last six. So, yeah, for me, good price. So, I think, Tom, that wraps up the uh, top four English leagues. Yep, it does for me. Let's recap last week's Bomb Proof Travels. 
Right, so we'll kick off with my bombproof treble, which was uh, the less bad of the two bad bombproof trebles. <laughs> um, I had Leicester in the early kickoff, as we know. They're away at Fleetwood, and Clubwell's team selection cost us, let us down badly, and it drew 0 0. Tom had Doncaster at home to Rochdale, who hadn't registered a league away win all season. And they went and beat Doncaster 1-0. Yep. And then finally, there was a little bit of good news for the treble. Plymouth beat Bury at home 3-0. Now, as Tom mentioned, if you thought his was bad, wait till you hear mine. I had Wolverhampton Wanderers at home to Swansea. Um, a red card early for Wolves before it was evened out by Swansea meant that they drew. He also had Blackburn at home to Championship side Hall and uh, Blackburn ultimately went down 1-0. And finally we had Colchester, all looked fantastic uh, when they took the lead. However, another red card um, turned the game completely and Cheltenham Town ran out 4-1 winners. Yeah, so let's sweep them under the rug. Yeah, let's, let's forget get about FA Cup weekend. Just, just quickly, that may be the worst week of all time. So, I think, yeah, you're right. We've said it. We've we've recognised it. Let's move on. Yeah, we own, we own that one. We do slightly blame red cards and team selections because it was the FA Cup. But yeah, we own it. We apologise. Onwards and upwards this weekend. So, guys, yes, we're going to move on to this week's bombproof trouble. So, if you're brand new to the show. Uh, this is the part that me and Tom put together all of our research, all of our uh, wonderful, vast knowledge, and we try and uh, combine it to make a treble that you can back and then win some money at the weekend. Um, at the end of this season, we're going to total up how much you would have won as a duo and also head-to-head, um, so you can see who the hot tipster was. Uh, I'm going to go first this week. Um, and I am going to start with Rotherham. Uh, they're away at Oldham, and you can get Rotherham at 6-5. to five. For Crawley Town, and they're at home to Barnet, they're 13-10. to 10. And I'm going to go for Luton, who are away at Chesterfield, they're 11-20. to 20. Uh, £10 on actually pays £78. Yeah, that's nice. I really like I that. Obviously, the Rotherham... Uh, Price really helps, but uh, and the you know, I've price. got an eleven to twenty in there, and it still pays, you know, nearly eighty quid. So uh, very, very, very tasty. Yeah, I think the one for me is is Rotherham. That's the only risky one. Luton should definitely win. Crawley should definitely win. And then if Rotherham win, then we're on to a, an absolute winner. Great, absolutely. Great. What have you got in response? In response to that, I'm going to raise your seventy-eight. I'm going to bump it right up to triple figures. Okay, are you ready for this one? Oh, I'm excited. Strap me in, this could be a bit of a journey. <laughs> a journey to profit. That's where <laughs> we're going. So, Gillingham at home to Rochdale. 13-8 to 8 for Gillingham. Remember, Rochdale haven't won away in the league at all this season. We're also going to stay in League One, and we're going to go for Plymouth on the double chance. They're away at Doncaster. But the double chance gives us the draw and Plymouth to win, and that's five to four. And then we're going to move up to the championship, and we're going to side with the table toppers, Wolves, 
Again, they're away at Barnsley, and they're 7 to 10. And £10 on those three teams pays £101. Really? Does it really? It really does. Wow. Not bad, eh? Wow. I am very, very impressed. I did. I honestly did not expect that. Yeah. Good odds, good price. Obviously, two away teams in there, which we don't really like doing, but... One is Wolves, who are by far and away the best team in the championship. And uh, they're at home to Barnsley, who are in no sort of form whatsoever. And the second one, Plymouth, as we said, just lost two games out of the last 16. And we've got them on double chance. So draw and Plymouth to win. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very, very tasty. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, we can deliver some uh, very nice profit um, as we uh, continue the start to 2018. So, uh, guys, if you have enjoyed the show and you would like to uh, keep in touch with us, there are numerous ways you can do so. Um, you can get at us on Twitter. That's probably the best place to get at us. Uh, our handle is T underscore FB podcast. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. So it's www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you would like to email us, uh, perhaps with you know private inquiries or business inquiries, uh, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. As Tom is just reading that out, talking about Twitter, we're still getting tweets from Wolves fans about <laughs> financial fair play. <laughs> are we really? Yeah, we wow. are. We've You've... really... Yeah, we've, we've really, really upset some people. Started to make there. <laughs> okay. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, guys, the best thing that you can do for us is give us a rating and review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. It'll just take two minutes of your time and it'll help us move further up the rankings. Um, fantasy football we usually go through, but as it was FA Cup weekend last weekend and I'm doing terribly, we don't need to go through that this weekend. We'll revisit that again when the Premier League games have been played um, next weekend. Um, I think that's all then for this week. Absolutely. Uh, your embarrassment in fantasy football is postponed for another week. Um, so, guys, yeah, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, and like Tom said, if you could give us a uh, rate and review on iTunes, that would just be marvellous. Absolutely. So, thanks for listening, guys. Best of luck for the bets at the weekend. Let us know what you think on, on Twitter. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.